Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 352. I'm Sean, and broadcasting from my phone, uh, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. And check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a, a bunch of stuff to get to today, including an uh, Irish actors game we're going to play. Um, but first, before we get to Tony's story, what is happening in the world? I don't know if you guys have been following this, but uh, obviously it seems like at least once a month there's a nut job on a plane um, doing something crazy. I think recently a lady peed in the airline and then also the other day a guy in the exit row on a southwest flight out of new orleans opened the door and ran out onto the wing uh as they're on the the taxiway um and then also happened last week a guy got naked on the small world ride at disneyland and jumped into the water oh i heard someone posted that today i saw on instagram (laughs) it's almost like um the happening, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, but just people aren't killing themselves or just acting like lunatics. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird world. Every, everything it just seems to get weirder, progressively weirder uh, as we live each, each and every day. Yeah. I mean, think about what things uh, happened in like 1920 that we just didn't even know about it because they didn't have real news and, and that's, have social media. And- yeah. That's the, the kicker there is who knows this probably was going on all the time. There's weird people all over the world. Although also we just locked up people and put them in asylums when they're like, you're weird. We don't, we'll, we'll take you out of society. Now everyone's just, you know, running rampant, but yeah, everything is everywhere all the time now. So I suppose that's probably what it is. I do ask myself that every now and then, of, you know, is it now or is it always been, but uh, there's weirdness, and I'm sure Tony got a dose of weirdness as he was uh, over in <clears throat> Las Vegas over the weekend. Oh, yeah. I, uh, that's an understatement. I think uh, some of my friends I were with even got to see more uh, exciting things than me. But uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I was in Vegas this weekend, went to the Chargers. Oh, wow, no, I didn't. I went to the Chiefs-Raiders game. Sorry, got confused what state I was in for a moment. I went to the Raiders-Chiefs game, which was a fun game to see. Allegiant Stadium is a really beautiful stadium. Also realize that the tailgates there aren't what they are like here at SoFi. And I think the reason being is people just aren't driving there as much because people are flying in from out of town. And then who's really driving in Las Vegas? That's not like a. Yeah, I got tailgate and Uber. Yeah. So they kind of just have like areas set up. So it was it was fun with that part with that part and whatnot. But uh, one of the things I want to talk about is that we went to a couple solid uh, steak places out there. So if anybody listening next time you're in Vegas, I highly recommend two places. We, uh, the first place I went to was Herb and Rye, Herbs and Rye, which was really good. And then the next place uh, was a place called like Cleaver, and it was uh, it was all it was all good off the strip, of course. And uh, it's good places. Had some good little some whiskeys. You know, Andy, you would have and Sean too. You guys both would have, I think, really enjoyed both these places. Um, and then uh, the other story I had was uh, actually didn't really much of a. Uh, stories, but you know, like you said, Sean, there was a lot of weirdness out there. I think uh, one of my buddies said that uh, they they stayed out a little. Two of our friends stayed out a little longer than me and my other friend. You know, thirty three years old now. You know, it's not. You know, it wasn't twenty one year old in Vegas. It's like you know, we was, I was in bed at like two a.m. each of those nights. Uh, but the one of the nights, two of the other friends that were with us stayed out till seven in the morning. So they really did the Ugh. whole. Yeah, I know. Uh, sounds awful. Uh, but they said, but they, that is when the creeps really come out, Sean, or the, not the creeps, but the weirdos. And that's right in that, you know, haunting hour time, four, three, four, <laughs> five a.m. And uh, they said one guy was on a full on sprint out of the casino and was running and then went outside right where they were and then immediately turned right back around and went right back inside, but was on a full on sprint to get out and then went right back in. And then another instance they said was that this girl was like going up the elevator or the escalator. And these other two guys were behind her and then like, or like something happened where like one of the guys like screamed when they got to the top and then my friends were walking up there and then they were pointing at literally nothing like, where did that person go? They were right there. And they were just like, oh my God, <laughs> like what is happening? 
Uh, and also, you got to be careful in Vegas. I had a friend of mine that was there that uh, almost had an incident where a couple a uh, couple guys were um, sitting by us, uh, sitting at a slot machine when he went in the bathroom, and one of them kind of followed him in and just looked at him like, "Hey, you good?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I'm good." And then they kind of moved around and were following, like we're watching him. So he kind of uh, instead of going to our room, this was at like two thirty in the morning. He kind of wandered around a little bit more because he didn't want these guys to keep following him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely got to also be careful when you're out there in Vegas. You know, it's not good Do to you get taken advantage of. Yeah, use the buddy system. Unless you're in a strip club, then you can be on your own and hope you get taken advantage of. Yeah, I have to go to Vegas <laughs> for work in a little over a month. And same thing as, I mean, they do it every year. I, you'll have people, you know, that you hear about the next morning in the meeting, you know, oh, you know, this guy or this person was out until 3 a.m. playing craps or blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, the yeah. second it's, you know, appropriate to leave the work dinner, I'm in bed, I'm watching, you know, a basketball game or I'm, I'm just dozing off going to bed i, I don't i can only well, I, imagine the the crowd of you know randy quaid's out there at three in the morning oh no i yeah i agree with you 100 percent um yeah they uh yeah, they, that's pretty it's pretty crazy out there but the well the cool thing is if i went down to fremont street which is a lot more done up than i last seen it which i don't even know the last time i was there probably like eight years ago or something and uh finally got to see uh the circa got to go inside there saw the sports book and it really is that screen is insane. Like how big it is, how high up it goes. Uh, really crazy to see. But uh, yeah, I mean, Las Vegas in the wintertime though, it's like, you know, or, you know, close to the wintertime, like, you know, late November. It's, uh, you know, it's there's better times to go. But it's still, in the 40s, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. The low was uh, 33 or 35 yeah, one of the yeah. nights. The high was like 50-something. And then I'll end you guys with this. Uh, we left yesterday morning. Left around 9 a.m., 9.30, wanted to get back. You know, didn't have to worry about traffic too much because it was a Monday. Uh, we got back, uh, or we uh, got right when we got on the freeway, we were on the freeway on the I-15 interstate for maybe eh, three minutes before uh, we started hearing some boom, 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 and sure enough, flat tire. Uh, so we were pulled over on the side of the freeway for about an hour and a half. <laughs> a nice hour and a half delay. Just a pain in the ass. I just spent... Yeah. $1,100 on my car. Yeah, it would have definitely been more convenient to fly, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got dealt with. We'll be and sitting next to people peeing in the aisle, though. Yeah, that's true. You got to pick your, your battles, I guess. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that was that. Well, very good. Uh, all right, we're moving on. I will be out uh, of the pod next week. I, I will be in Ireland, so Ooh. planning a, a bunch of stuff and going to be a grand old time we're going to it's going to be filled with lots of crack um you guys catch that yes no <laughs> that means, that's, that's irish for fun c-r-a-i-c okay. okay. so you learned something today i did yeah that's a, a common phrase you'll you'll say got any crack hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah we're not in you know the <laughs> the downtown uh, uh you know streets of baltimore or something when we're saying this uh the common expression over there they even have it printed on pillows and shirts and coffee cups and different things like that so i'll come home with some fun little anecdotes like that and such and gonna go to castle gonna go to blarney castle it's the the stone and go to the cliffs of moore moore however you're supposed to say it some jails gonna go to guinness it's gonna be a grand old time like i said filled with lots of crack um <laughs> And uh, in, in honor of this trip, I've compiled a game. There's multiple ways we can go about this, but I, I just pulled up some lists of uh, famous Irish actors. And I'll, I'll say this. The first one, kind of on the fence of, you know, allowing it to be Irish. Um, he's a percentage of Irish, but he's not like he's from there. Um, so would you like to guess the first... Uh, Person, I can I can tell you some things he's been in. Uh, we can guess his highest rated movie. Whatever, whatever you guys want to go about it. Like I said, there's there's plenty of avenues to circle on this, and I have about five or six of these people. Yeah, just start with whatever clue you think. Because I'm not gonna. I can't just guess. You know, of course, Liam Neeson. You just want to say right away, but um, I don't think he, that's Liam Neeson. All right. Well, he, uh, he's on the list, perhaps, but. Um, like I said, I, I, not every Irish actor in the world is on this list. Like Barry Kilgan is not on here. Uh, he is in a movie from 1989 
called My Left Foot. Uh, I, I do know this one, of course. I don't know that movie. I believe he won his first Oscar for this film. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Now, you're probably asking yourself, and I know Tony is, I thought he was born in London. <laughs> and you'd be uh, correct there. He was born ah. in, in the United Kingdom. However, he says he really identifies with his Irish heritage. His father's from Ireland. And, you know uh, where I thought... Oh, sorry, go on. No, continue. What where, do you think? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I thought... Uh, you said I thought maybe he was from London. But I was, no, I actually thought Daniel Day-Lewis was from uh, Illinois because I thought he was just actually Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. <laughs> So in, in Gangs of New York, that is an Irish gang, I believe. So, Oh, yeah. He was an Irish immigrant in that film. Yeah, so uh, you want to guess some of his highest rated Rotten Tomatoes movies? Or you want me to read All some? Uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis? Oh. Yeah, pretty much, right? He's a, a real uh, hero yeah. here. But some of these, I, I, I'm not very familiar with his uh, film history here. So... Uh, I still need to see The Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Michael I, I have, I've never I've seen that one. I've yet to see that. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, that one. Well, in a uh, seedy corner of London, the page just reloaded. That's obnoxious. And then it does a million ads. It's ridiculous. Uh, in a seedy corner of London, Omar, a young Pakistani, is given a rundown laundromat by his uncle who hopes to turn it into a successful business. Soon after, Omar is attacked by a group of racist punks, but diffuses the situation when he realizes their leader is his former lover. The men resume their relationship and rehabilitate the laundromat together, but uh, uh, by, by various social forces threaten to compromise their success. I have no idea what this is. Andy, I figured for sure you would have known. From 1985. A 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. My beautiful laundrette. No, no idea. <laughs> Jeez, I haven't heard of any of these. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know most of his stuff. All right, well, uh, what about a movie from 1993? Unemployed young Irishman, Gary Conlon, gets a, a buy as a petty thief in 1970s Belfast. Mm, I don't know that one. In the name of the father. Okay. Next is number four, your last, the Mohican, Mohicans, coming in at 94%. Uh, we'll do the last one. We'll do five movies per person at, at a max. Uh, from 2017, Andy, can you guess it already? Phantom Thread. That's correct. Uh, but, yeah, he's got a, a quite a uh, array of uh, highly That's crazy that films. There Will Be Blood is not even one of his – in his top five. I thought that's, that was his number one. That's his number one, yeah. Come on. That's number six. And it's actually yeah. tied with Phantom Thread at 91%. Ah, uh, okay. And then Lincoln is 90. Gandhi is 89. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he picks the he winners. The or he makes them winners. Who, who knows? Not anymore, though. Yeah. Oh, you never know. He might be done living in you know the 19... 19- <laughs> Tens and be ready to come. Did he back. like disappear or something? He just like, he retired, right? Make anything? Yeah, yeah. He retired like three times too. So yeah, like Michael exactly. Jordan. <laughs> he is yeah. the Michael Jordan but, of movies. But it has been, you said, twenty six years now. So what was his last film? Phantom Thread. The Phantom Thread. And that was his first one since Lincoln, where he's like, no, "I'm done after that." He like, just exhausts himself too much because he's a yeah, he's method a actor, actor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he like almost lose a foot or something living a. Uh, yeah, reverend in my, style. Oh yeah, the reverend. In, in yeah. my left foot, where he could, couldn't walk, he made people carry him around. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. All right, well, let's move on to number two on the list of from Movie Web. Uh, Colin Farrell. Obviously, you guys mm. know he is an Irishman. Uh, you want to select some of his uh, most known films? Well, known or oh, yeah, known or rated. yeah, highest yeah. rated. What are we doing here? Yeah, that's a highest different, different question. Okay, well, rated. maybe the Boon Shocks of Hiroshima or whatever you guys watched. Really watched. What <laughs> was it called? <laughs> Banshees of Inishirin. Inishirin. Okay. Yeah, we were close. Uh, we all watched shocks. that. Yeah. So we all watched that at least. So we all have an yeah, idea of it. That was pretty good. I imagine is that top five? Uh, it has to be. Because um, I don't may know. May not be. Whoa! I'm gonna guess after Yang. Are we trying to guess what number one is? It's on the list. Yeah, guess number one. I'll tell you. Oh, um, I'd, I'd love to say it's I, phone I, booth, but I know it's not. 
I would. This is a. I wouldn't. This is number one on here. I wouldn't. This is a mini series. That's. I, I would like to just see movies only. Uh, maybe you guys will know this one. I certainly won't. Uh, it's from 2021. Um, it doesn't give a synopsis without clicking it. It's about a body of water. The story doesn't hold together. I don't. So we're skipping this one. It's a mini series called The North Water. 96%. That's no, not real. And TV yeah. reviews aren't real. Yeah. yeah. From 2018, number two on the list, a police shootout <clears throat> leaves four thieves dead. Oh. During an explosive armed robbery attempt in Chicago. That is Widows. Oh. I don't think I liked this movie. Or was this one of those where there's two in a like row? That. That's also got there's, this is, Yeah, I think this is a, another movie came out at the same time where, you know, women are taking charge, right? Yes. Who's the cast? There, there was like, it was like the kitchen or something like that. It was like, this is the same thing. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I didn't like that one. I don't think I saw Widows. Widows is good. It's got to be 91%. Yeah. All right, number two from 2002. Ooh. Uh, okay. You getting all of this, guys? Uh, hold on. Loads all these ads first. Uh, action detective thriller set in D.C. when police utilize a psychic technology to arrest and convict oh. murderers before they commit Minority report. Minority yeah. report. I Very good. Randy. <laughs> Yeah, Tony got in there just in the nick of time. Ooh, All right, that uh, that, yeah, that was pretty uh, simple, I, I would say. Uh, next one on the list, with too many years of hazy days and boozy nights, former country music legend is reduced to playing, and it could dot, dot, dot. That, if that's not enough, you tell me, and I'll, I'll keep reading. I don't know, a star is born? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he's I, in that, Andy. I don't think Colin Farrell did, made a country music movie. Well, he's reduced to playing dives and bowling alleys in town for his latest gig. That sounds fun. Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, he meets, uh, he's in this actually. That's funny. He meets a, a sympathetic reporter who has come to do a story on him. This Should sounds I, like a movie I've never seen. Yeah, I have no idea. It is a movie I've never seen and it doesn't sound, it sounds intriguing. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bridges, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Robert Is Duvall. this the movie that Jeff Bridges won an Oscar for but no one ever saw it? Probably. From 2009, Crazy Heart. Yeah. Oh, that, I've, I've heard of that one. That sounds familiar. I like Jeff Bridges. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Oscars. Next and probably last on the list, um, although I know Andy's favorite movie is the next one on this list. But well, There's like three when on he, here that there's yeah, when is good he, ones. When his young daughter's beloved companion, an android named Yang. This is after Yang. Yes. Yeah, that's already given away too much. I shouldn't have said his yeah. name. From 2021, yeah, 90% after like Yang. Months ago. But All right, well, you tell me about... Andy. Andy's going to hit the buzzer on this before I even say the fourth word. What? In a dystopian society, single people must find oh, a mate within the 45 days. Yeah. My man, your ghosts. From 2015, comes out, 87%. Yeah. There's right, still some other good ones from him. Yeah. Well, next one's too easy uh, to read it off. <clears> it's the Batman. At yeah, number okay. seven, Bruce uh, Wayne. Eighty-five percent. We'll we'll keep going just because yeah, these are a little faster moving. After a particularly difficult job, a hitman. In Bruges. Yep. Eight percent uh, from twenty two thousand and eight, and an, uh, number eight on the list in Bruges. Eighty-five percent. That's too many eights. Um, you know, uh, Andy Sheeran is not anywhere on this list. What's that rated at? It's got to be in the 90s. I, I think it's... It's not, because we're already into the 70s. Yeah, but your website's lying. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. They're lying to you. I don't think you. it will. Uh, all right, I'll just do the next one on this list, then we'll call his uh, a day. Number nine. Boozy writer is a man in search of a screenplay. Seven psychopaths. Very good, yeah. Same, same record there, see? From He's great with uh, Martin McDonough and him make three classics right there. So very good. Well, that's Colin Farrell's uh, top book of uh, work. Yeah. Uh, number three on the list, Killian Murphy. He's uh, quickly becoming a, a treasure for uh, for the Emerald Isle here. Uh, this one will probably be pretty fast too because all of his movies are very well known. So number one, do I even have to? I'm gonna guess it's uh, Oppenheimer. 
Very good. From this yeah. year, ni- 93% Oppenheimer. Also, I, I read they ran out of DVDs and 4Ks or whatever because uh, they just really? went on sale. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they ran out. They had no special edition in America, so I didn't buy it. Well, you have to go to the UK to get it, Andy. A lot of people did, and I saw on like on the internet people were buying them. It's like, just fly over there to London, pick it up at I'm your not local paying no city, and you're you're good. Size tax or something, and then you have to buy a fancy probably DVD player, right? <clears throat> no, 4K is region free. That's one of the benefits to it. Were you? you oh, you know what? At, uh, I was having a conversation with my brother-in-law's sister's husband, and he was saying he bought a special edition you know dvd for some old movie that was not available in the united states and he got it it was like formatted for australia it doesn't work yeah. on a dvd player no. <laughs> dvd and blu-ray have region lock but not 4k which is so you can go buy anything from anywhere yeah so buyer beware you're in for a scare sorry yeah all right number uh, two following the deadly events at home uh, this family must now face the terrors of the outside world. This might be a little curveball. 28 days later. Not quite. Okay, I was thinking, I was like, are you talking about the other family? That sounds like 28 days later. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I... Want me to read some okay. more? Or... Yeah, re- let's read it again here. Following the deadly events at home, this oh, family goodness. must now face oh. the terrors of the outside world. As they continue their fight oh, for Quiet survival. Oh, Place Part 2. Very good. I forgot he was in it, but in the end, yeah. like that uh, warehouse or whatever. All right. He's kind of yeah, like the main a, character. Yeah. A 91% from 2021. Quiet Place Part 2. Number three on the list in the 1920s Ireland, young Dr. Damien O'Donovan prepares to depart for a new job in London at, at a London hospital. You guys probably won't get this one. That sounds like a TV show to me. It House is not MD. In, yeah, exactly. Uh, it is The Wind That Shakes the Barley from 2006. <laughs> 90%. Yeah, it, I think that's a rather Exclusively Irish, Irish critics. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This one will be a fast one. This person is a thief with a rare ability to enter people's dreams. Inception? From 2010, 87% inception. Next, I think another fast one. A group of misguided animal rights activists free a a caged chimp infected with the rage virus from a medical research lab. Congo. Well, that's 28 days later, but that's like a weird weird setup. I don't remember anything about chimps in that movie, but it's been a little while. From 2002, 28 days later at 87%. Next is Batman Begins, uh, a movie I've never heard of, so we'll. we'll I don't want to click on that. Uh, oh, wow. This is a. I wouldn't have guessed this is this high up. In the wake of her grandmother's funeral. Red Eye. Yeah. Eight, number eight at 80%, 2005. I figured that's a kid's movie. I haven't seen that since I was 15. What? A kid's movie? And yeah, he's like, Wes, Wes Craven's Red Eye? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if right, it was a, like a. Good movie, like a like a seven year old Sean. You've been good tonight. We'll watch Scream before bed. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, my my parents weren't paying attention. When I was watching. I was watching whatever my brother it's was watching. It's because you were the last child. <laughs> but no, I was a teenager when that came out. So yeah, you're talking know, about was, uh, creepy guys on planes. That's the creepy guys on planes movie. I guess that's all the rage these days. Mm-hmm. People peeing and then all right, he moving didn't pee in on. The movie, to my knowledge, but he didn't. Uh, I think we'll do this one quickly because I think only Andy is going to know any of them, if anything. In fact, they didn't even have a page prepared for this guy, but uh, Brandon oh. Gleason. Yeah, never even heard He's of her. He's been in like all of these movies we already covered. Yeah, exactly. In Bruges, 28 Days Later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Banshee's so, been cheering. Yeah, uh, and by the way... Harry so, Potter yeah. and the fucker of the wizards. You, <laughs> oh, oh, my wow. God. Uh, <laughs> He's in one no, of those Harry Potter ones. Settle, was it that one? <laughs> Which one? That one comes on at Cinemax at midnight. Right, with the, the pigeon fucker, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the and yeah, kid. we do have an error on Rotten Tomatoes' side. Um, the Banshees of it in a Sharon is a 96%. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> See, I knew it. So, yeah, it was not on his list. Uh, interesting. Um, 
Uh, I don't want to do this because I have to click on all of these for his. Uh, That's fair. We know he's on a lot of the ones that we talked about. It's a high-rated movie. Uh, all right, moving on yeah, up. I, I think we have one or two more of these. Uh, number six. We're skipping, by the way, uh, Maureen O'Hara. It's a uh, older films, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Parent Trap, the original. Uh, her career uh, in the nineteen forties is when it was booming. So, moving off of that and up to uh, Liam Neeson, Bananas. <laughs> Bananas. Uh, all right, so I think everyone here is a, a pretty big fan. So, this person arrives in Krakow in nineteen thirty nine, ready to make his fortune from World War Two. <clears throat> I don't know. Is that Schindler's List? You don't know? I don't know. Never From 1993, <laughs> Liam Neeson is Oscar Schindler. 98%. It is spectacular. Yeah. It is horrible. It is a very well done movie. All the emotions. Yeah. You know, all the fun uh, Liam Neeson movies are not going to be on this list. So. Oh, Andy, let's let's just try that on for size and see if it, if it is or not. Okay. Uh, Emmett, an ordinary person uh, who always finds the rules, or follows the rules, rather, is mistakenly identified as the special... I have to, re- have to click the thing. This is kind of a, a, a little kicker, uh, like a trick here, but uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, identified as the special... That's actually an extraordinary being and the key to saving the world. He finds himself drafted into a fellowship of strangers who are on a mission to stop an evil tyrant's plans to conquer the world. Uh, this is some King Arthur shit, I think. That would know. be awesome if it was. He's it in some King from, Arthur movie. It's from 2014, 96%, the Lego movie. Oh my God. And you Holy said shit, we that's a terrible. That is a terrible He's, description. You said we wouldn't have any fun here, Andy. Yeah. That's a kid's movie. Yeah. I'm not having fun. <laughs> he's good cop, bad cop. He's, he's good in that movie. I watched that one if uh, that's the one with Everything is Awesome. My nephew loved that movie. I don't remember oh, which yeah, one. I remember, <laughs> I remember that song. <laughs> Probably that movie. Um, yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, I was. Joan and Tom have been married for many years. An everyday couple with that. a remarkable love. I don't think anyone uh, that knows one. No. No. 2019's Ordinary Love, 93%. Okay. Uh, another movie, uh, the, a Woody Allen movie here, so I'll read it for that sake. Uh, Gabe and his wife, Judy, are shocked to discover that their best friends... You want me to keep going? With Liam Neeson. I have no idea oh, what yeah. this movie is. Okay, I didn't know either that uh, he did one of these, but I, I guess I... Why would I know his whole history? From 1992, 93%. Husbands and Wives. Yeah, like uh, another movie we already discussed, Widows, at 2018, yeah. 91%. Uh, movies I don't know. Okay, here's another one that uh, had the last guy, uh, Brandon Gleason. so uh, I can read the synopsis now. So, But keep that in mind. I just said uh, this film earlier. Uh, let me find the synopsis, if it will tell me. An analogy... An anthology of six short films that take place. Oh, in this 19- is also Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Eighty-nine percent from twenty eighteen. Uh, the rest of these are either way too known or very not known. Yeah, all the all the fan, all the stuff you know him for is like not probably that well reviewed. Uh, just how yeah. it goes for him. All right, we'll do this one because uh, there's a few people on the list in this film. Amsterdam villain is a young Irish immigrant released from prison. He returns to the five points seeking revenge. Ah, that is Gangs of New York. I thought you knew that. From 2002, 73% Gangs of New York. All right. One more. Michael Fassbender. He's only half Irish, though. Well, I mean, we're, we had Daniel Day-Lewis on the list. He was born in London. He just considers himself more Irish than he does English. Uh, but he was raised in, like, Kilgrave or, or something like that. So raised over there is good enough for me. It's not like he was born there and then got on a boat to uh, Maine or something. Nothing uh, like Maine either. I guess. His page is annoying. Uh, for a movie from 2013. 
I don't want to. Twelve years a slave. That's correct. Ninety-five percent. I've never seen it. <laughs> I don't like his layout. They got, they got slaves in it. Yeah. Think how real. Jeez, Andy, settle down. Andy's on board. They were method actors. <laughs> Next is a movie, a western from 2015. Slow West, I think it's called. That's remarkable, but it's a twenty-four, so I shouldn't have put it past you. Yeah, I know. I have to, I have to go through ninety-two percent. I don't know if that's a ninety-two percent type movie. I, I liked it, but you know, oh, not ninety-two. Andy's past. All right, too weird. Nine. This movie, the guy has like a big fake face head on, like a mask. Frank. Yeah, from twenty fourteen. Ninety-two percent. That's got uh, another Irish actor. It's got a uh, Donald Gleason, so oh. son. Very also, good. Well, Potter kid. We'll end with the movie I just recently reviewed of his, a ninety percent from two thousand and eight. He goes on a hunger strike in prison. And it's based on a true story. He's locked up for being part of the IRA. Yes, that is hunger. Very now, good. X-Men, there's no X-Men's on here? Like, I on. skipped it. X-Men Days of Future Past from 2014. Oh, yeah. It's like, and, Professor uh, Charles Xavier, I was like, I don't know. To, yeah, exactly. Like, more here. And there's also a movie called Fish Tank from 2009. That's before he was really alive, so. The 91%, I've never heard of it. Figured you might have. Uh, oh, I did skip Pierce Brosnan then, too. You said he's not from Ireland, Andy? I don't believe you. He's from Northern no, Ireland. No, he is. Yeah, he's definitely. Okay. He's, I thought you said he wasn't. Uh, his highest rated film, by the way. Mars Attacks. Close. <laughs> the Ghost Rider, a movie I've never heard of. It's a Rowan Polanski movie, so. Yeah, I saw his name on here. Uh, 84% was, is his highest Mrs. rated Doubtfire film. Where's Mrs. Doubtfire up there? <laughs> it's not far off the list. It is on the yeah, list. It's, uh, it's a great movie. He might not have been the main character, but he was in it. He played a 70, key role being the stepfather or the boyfriend, 70, I guess. 70%. Number seven on his list. I like to think they got married after the events. Of yeah, the movie. he probably did become like the, but she did get her eyes awakened that he's Golden, a great guy. Yeah. Goldeneye is an 80%. Number three yeah, on his that's list. That's the best one out of any of those. Number two is a, a movie called Mr. Johnson, 78%, <laughs> which that doesn't make sense because Goldeneye is an 80. Time. Why is it 78 ab- above it? Uh, Adjusted for a year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they did the rating systems, but there you go. There's some of your uh, famous Irish folks and some top films they've been in. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. Well done, both of you guys. Uh, next, Andy, let's talk about Jenna Ortega. Ooh. Uh, yeah, follow up to a story from last week. Uh, Jenna Ortega is now not going to be in Scream 7 either. So. Uh, they said but, this is not related to any uh, of the uh, other events, and she has conflicts because she has to film Wednesday. Um, but if you have conflicts, you you delay the production of the movie. You don't write the main character out of the story. <laughs> no, I disagree. I think uh, it's clear that she maybe they probably don't want it to seem that way, but I bet she was like, you know what? If maybe she's got other things going on, which I'm not, I know she does. Obviously, another well, Wednesday coming out. Yeah, that's what it was based on according but, to her publicist but i think i think what helped maybe push it was the how they got rid of the other girl because i mean i'm gonna assume they were maybe their friends or somewhere just you see the way people are being treated and you're like well if they're gonna cut her that quick for her beliefs or whatever then i'm going to this helps me make my decision that i'm gonna focus on other things like maybe i don't need to be around for scream seven because wednesday is obviously the that's the bigger one right now i mean i i, I really enjoyed the first season of Wednesday. Yeah, it seems to be like big in in culture here. I mean, more people have Netflix than have uh, Paramount Plus or something. And also, they just keep now. I mean, it was cool when they first pumped out Scream when it was like, oh, you're going to see Courtney Cox again and Nev Campbell and all that stuff. But then it's like now they're just throwing them out like it's a wildfire. And it's like, yeah, okay, let's. They, they needed to take a break anyways. <laughs> it was fun when you first but, brought it back, but now it's like it's you know no one's real like itching to be like I got to go see Scream Seven. At least I don't think so. And that's coming from a big horror fan. So yeah, the, the director about the babes. Yeah, the director of Scream Seven, who is not the director of Five and Six, um, who's been brought in, he tweeted that like saying basically, "This sucks. I this I didn't want this. This has nothing to do with me." And then he deleted that tweet because it's like he's going to get in trouble. 
Uh, the rumor now is that uh, the the company, the production company behind this, Spyglass Media, uh, that they're going to have to, uh, you know, give some give some money to Nev Campbell, uh, as well as bringing back Patrick Dempsey, because uh, it was referenced in Scream Five that uh, Nev Campbell's character uh, gets married to Patrick Dempsey's character from Scream Three. So if you don't remember Scream Three. Uh, it's the worst one in my opinion, but uh, it had Patrick Dempsey as a, as a cop character, and uh, so they could bring him back. He's still a guy that people know. Now, here's the thing: Can Spyglass Media convince Patrick Dempsey to appear in a horror movie for them? Because I don't know. Do you know these Spyglass Media people? I don't no, know. No, I just know Patrick Dempsey was in that movie Enchanted. I don't so know. I looked, if that up, was I looked up Spyglass Media. Uh, they just put out a movie like a couple weeks ago. Uh, called Thanksgiving, Ooh. starring Patrick Dempsey. So, oh. I think they already have that connection. So, so maybe, you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a conspiracy. They forced these these young girls out because they wanted Dempsey in. Well, Thanksgiving, right. I think, actually had some good ratings. Over so 80%. I, I, wa- I watched it. I'll talk about oh, it. Very good. Oh, spoilers. Dempsey is a part of the film. Um, maybe has... Most screen time? I don't know. Ooh. I wouldn't say he's the main character. but This is exciting. Uh, it just seems like, okay, that seems okay. You give give Nev Campbell like $5 million to come back, and this is what you wanted. Um, and these They just forced these people out for nothing. Um, that's my conspiracy. But wow. good. I don't know. I don't know. It all seems like a shit show. We actually, there's a lot of, uh, I actually heard a few conspiracies. We won't get into it, but that one that talks about, I don't know, something to do with Antarctica. <laughs> about like I don't know I forget exactly how it was so I'm not even going to try to like you can't but, like I know how the people do say there's like stuff below or aliens. something I saw Chris Pratt had to kill those aliens I didn't say aliens yeah. but I was going to say like there's like I don't know like there was like I, I don't I fuck I don't know minerals look it up though there's yeah. people out there that think there's some good conspiracies with Antarctica <laughs> if it's not aliens what is it Bigfoots no that there was like civil. No, I'm not going to say civil, civilization uh, the point of that Atlantis. exactly like something like that like there was like trees and shit under there. There was a hot period of earth and yeah. apes became men. And men became <laughs> apes around certain things. Well, but anyway, uh, speaking of men, <laughs> we got another good thing to talk about up here, huh? We went yeah. over to the comedian controversy or are we still on screen? Uh, I, I think, think that's where we're going. Scream. I mean, that is, it is a very male controversy in my mind. So um, I actually don't know what he said, but I did. So on Snapchat, I'm hardly ever on Snapchat, but Snapchat now gives you like like news stories and one of them said about like, but it's almost like it's, you know, like those magazines that it's, you know, they're just like trying to catch your attention. They're not like half the time. They're not like that true. But I did see one that said about how Matt Reif, uh, like people trying to cancel them. So I'd like to hear what, uh, what happened here. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't remember Tony, watch the Netflix special. That yeah. He, he did that. Recently. I do find the man really funny. No um, what, so. And yeah, part of that discussion was that he's a very popular, uh, TikTok comedian. Uh, really good. That's how he got noticed. Yeah, yeah, good on social media, and uh, his fan base is is largely women because I think they use that app more. Well, also he's a lot of women are attracted to him too. Yeah, and that's he's part part guy. of his thing. And he's appears to be a nice guy. That kind of stuff. I don't know, but uh, in his special here, one of the first jokes involved uh, a joke <laughs> about domestic violence or a situation where there would be that. And I listened to the joke and I'm like, yeah, it's. I think that's funny. Like, I think it's, I forgot it's exactly a reversal. what he said, too. It had something to do with, a, like, a waitress with a black eye. Oh. And he said, like, Like, well, working in, like, the like a pancake house or a waffle yeah, house or something. something. like, well, maybe she should work in the kitchen. The friend said she should, maybe she should put her in the kitchen for now. Oh. And he, he said, uh, well, if she was any good at cooking, maybe she wouldn't have that black eye. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And it's like, <laughs> it's a funny joke because I don't believe that this guy believes that. No, 100% That not. women deserve to be hit for bad cooking. Like, no one believes that. It's People a, it's are a, mad at a that? Joke they, about, they did in the 30s, though, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 where the joke is coming from, is that like that's a terrible point of view, and you're kind of making fun of how that might have been a thing. Um, but yeah, people were very upset and wrote articles about it, basically saying that this guy, his target audience was women, and now he's doing sexist jokes. Um, and so he put out an apology. Uh, oh, next God. Week. Why? And the oh, Sean, Sean, Sean let me let me finish the fucking story before you have a freak out. Um, now I think this part is actually a little, maybe a little offensive. Uh, the apology was a link, and the link took you to buying a helmet uh, for mentally retarded people. <laughs> so it was a, okay. 
<laughs> See, we knew Sean would come Why back around on this. Why did you say that, Andy? <laughs> he tried. So, uh, I think, I don't know, I think invoking mentally retarded people is always <laughs> a problem. You don't want to go there, but, um, yeah, that's... He doesn't give it a probably shit. I like help. it. It probably didn't help whatever he was trying to do, um, but... What's annoying yeah. is everyone has to find the time to be annoyed with people they don't even know who they are. Like, I've never heard of this guy. I could give a shit what he says. I'm, I'm not listening to He's him. He's a funny guy. I don't, I don't find him. I don't, I don't have an opinion of him. So yeah. to form an opinion on something he said, it's like, I don't know who he is. I, I think people should just stop reviewing comedy. Like, I mean, you could review the comedy and give it, you know, Say it's funny a lot or not. Worse four, four out of five stars or something, but you're not going to get people for their comedy. Like if he was like, if he was jerking off in front of other people, you know, no, that's, you got to go away. You got to go, go away for life. Uh, but, um, his material, I don't think you're never going to get. It's you know, very fully irritating that there, so. that's all that people care about now. Like that's someone's job somewhere. Like that's all their job is, is to comb the internet and look for things that might've been offensive. Well, within I mean, the last 45 this is a years. Big, this was a big special on Netflix. They weren't. They oh, I thought it was on Snapchat. No, no, this no. was, this was in his new he Netflix. came special. up on Snapchat. Okay. I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah, the TikTok's where he got noticed. Yeah. I was just saying I saw the news story on Snapchat. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. No, still, it's dumb. It's it's not like this guy is speaking, you know, uh, you know, the state of the union or something. He's a comedian. You're not even supposed to be like, I don't know. You're not supposed to have an opinion <clears throat> that offends you. You're supposed to say, ah, it wasn't for me. That's that's as far as it should go. You either maybe like that's it, what will happen. Yeah, maybe he well, will lose fans, I'm, but... Yeah, yeah I'm glad right he's not... That. Saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm going to get re-educated on how awful mm-hmm. my joke was to these people. Who, who was offended by that? I don't know. Maybe don't the, know the rebuttal, that. his apology is a different story. But a made-up waitress having a black eye and him saying she should have been a better cook or whatever. This is a joke. and It's minimal uh, joke to me. But uh, yeah, it's still just a joke. Who cares? I don't know. This world, Agreed. it sucks. Everyone needs to just calm down. Go watch a, a movie. And Enjoy I do. Movie. Yeah. Uh, or watch a sports story. Sure. Although, when we get to the actual sports episode, maybe you don't want to. Uh, but there is a American sports story in the works. So, if that sounds familiar, uh, from Ryan Murphy, you know, American Horror Story or American Crime Story. So, they're doing American Sports Story. And uh, the first installment of that is uh, one that's pretty obvious here. Uh, the Aaron Hernandez saga. So uh, that was a, a big sports story that bled over to everywhere. Uh, of course, he, he murdered, um, I think, at least one person, maybe multiple people. Yeah. And he did kill himself in jail, right? I'm not, I don't remember all the details. Of the yeah, story. I think that's right. Yeah. No, um, he did. But he was, yeah, tied down on the Patriots, played in at least one of the Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, this is being made. They, they've announced some cast already. Um, not people I recognize right away, except there's one name that was interesting to me. The first thought I had was, oh, is this going to include Tim Tebow on the show? Because Aaron Hernandez played with Tim Tebow in college, and there was a, a notorious college team, a lot of troublemakers. Um, and obviously, Aaron Hernandez did more than trouble. You know, it was straight up murders. Uh, but Tim Tebow is such a big figure even now. Uh, and they they... Picked a good guy, I think, for this role. Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. So, Arnold's son. Uh, I haven't seen him in too many things, but he was just recently in the boys spinoff, Gen V. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he was fine. I didn't I didn't know who he was in the, through the first episode. And I was like, oh, that was Schwarzenegger's son? Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's I didn't know he was an actor. Neat. I've heard the name before, so this would be... Oh, well, yeah, we know. You've heard the name Terminator. Jingle all the way. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> the name Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, I, a couple things. I think I've seen him um, before. So I guess his his brother in law is Chris Pratt. Then right, that's how that that Ooh, works. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. So why isn't he any of those Chris Pratt like military guy shows? He hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. How old's Patrick Schwarzenegger? He's probably in his twenties or I think something. He's, yeah. If he's playing <laughs> Tim Tebow in college. Yeah, the Tim the, Tebow the, looks the like the only thing I watched him was a college thing. So yeah. Tim Tebow's got what like thirty eight or something like that. He looks like he's. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to make me feel old. Yeah, Tim Tebow's probably 35 plus, right? Let's see, yeah. Because he played multiple years. He was already playing college ball by 2006. I'd say, I'd say like 37. Let's see. Tim Tebow is 36. I just kept going down. But yeah. 
But I don't know how long this is going to take. Is this going to be out next spring or something? It's going to be on FX, um, like all the other ones. But um, yeah, I'll have to see if it's any good when we get to it. Yeah, pretty uh, good. Um, I hope I hope American Sports Story doesn't just become something involving crime and murder. There's other sports stories that are that are interesting. Well, that's what all the stories are. Uh, Which story would you like to see? The story of Steve Ballmer uh, murdering me and okay. my <laughs> opens and dreams and. I just saw a clip of him giving a keynote at like Microsoft 95 or something. And he's just in oh, his yeah. little, like button down and he's just covered in sweat. Well, I want him to go to the Clippers locker room and just do that. Just yell at them and yeah, just sweat all over. Him. He is super fun. You know, when you can watch a game on TV, you see him in the background, like, you know, old Mark Cuban, like old timey, not how he's old now, but doing leg kicks and celebrating and clapping. He's like Tony watching the game at the bar. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy those. So maybe this will be fun. Maybe I'll enjoy this show. But now I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling. For now you have to wait. Depressed. Yeah. Uh, Should we talk about some weird stuff going on at the WB? There's always weird stuff going on there. Uh, They're bringing the frog back. (laughs) I don't know that. You know, the frog originated on Looney Tunes. So now this is actually the opposite of that. Oh. Um, I believe that you can watch that short uh, on Max right now, but maybe not in the future, but maybe, I don't know. So if you think Warner Brothers isn't like Looney Tunes, one of the things you think about, it's like uh, Batman exclusively. and Looney Tunes. It's like that's kind of their, their mascots there. If you see the water um, tower, you certainly think of Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, so uh, every month, the like the big streamers, they'll put out a little press release saying, here's what's coming to the thing and at the end like here's what we're taking away uh and this new one for this month uh for december uh at the end was like they're removing looney tunes from max and people are like what like like what that's these are made a hundred years ago you're not paying like residuals to any of the voice actors they're all been dead for 50 years like what Someone's what is going on here checks, Andy. <laughs> yeah i don't know like what is going on here and there's a big backlash and so they have said they've backtracked on it, um, but there was still a bunch of other like old Warner Brothers stuff that was being that's still going to get removed, like uh, old Cartoon Network and Adult Swim shows. Um, but it is like insane that coming off the the cancellation of the the Wiley e. Coyote movie, like you guys have Looney Tunes, like do some shit with it. What are you fucking doing? Like or sell yeah. them if you if you're going to be like shitty like this and like take them off, like. That's kind of a cool thing. Like, I'm not going back and watching old Looney Tunes shorts, but, like, the idea that you can, and if you have kids, you can just pull these up and be like, I remember this one. This is the one where Elmer Fudd does this thing or something. Um, or the one with the frog, you know? that's That it's there. That's kind of a cool part of having a streaming service that's uh, tied to a company that's been around for 100 years. Um, but yeah. they're just not even, they just don't even give a shit. They're like, no, we're going to put House Hunters 2002 on here. Because that's really what you want is to be reminded about how you can never afford a house. Yeah, they're acting like they have, you know, one of the original iPods. And they're like, well, we can't have all of our stuff on here. We're out of, out of space. So yeah. we'll shuffle things around. We'll put that back on in a couple of years. Yeah. It doesn't seem know. like that's how it works. So, yeah, I'd like to know a better reason. Or if it's like Disney Vault. We're like, we're taking it away. And then you'll yeah. want it more. Like, I Yeah, know. exactly. People are going to be... Uh, foaming at the mouth for it, I guess. And they'll have like, well, we have an upgraded uh, Australian version 4K for you. Yeah. I don't think I need to see Looney Tunes in 4K. I don't think there's going to be much of a difference. Oh, don't knock it till you tried it, Andy. <laughs> yeah, pretty don't old animation. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com, plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, I uh, I mostly have none. Um, yeah, so I have one, and it'll be quick because it's a movie I've seen, but I uh, just rewatched it. 
All right, I got four here. I guess uh, knock out those first two, and then I'll... Yeah, the first one is, is easy. Um, it's a movie I already saw this year, uh, Blackberry, but they they edited it into three episodes and aired it on AMC. So uh, Blackberry was distributed. This was a Canadian film, but it was got a U.S. distribution through uh, AMC's parent company, like or through IFC, which is all the same company. So yeah, they they edited, they added, um, I think, fifteen minutes of new material and edited it into three episodes. And the way that movie worked, it's it's like three different years, three different time periods. So it kind of made sense. Um, I think you even editing, described it that way when you were reviewing it. Yeah. Um, but but editing it um, for TV is is a challenge. There's a lot of a lot of f words they to take out, which has kind of ruined some of the flow there. Uh, but then also just kind of like jokes that get ruined because you put it in a commercial break. So even if you're even if you're watching on like a DVR and go through the commercials, you're still you lose that like snap uh, new thing. And same thing with like how so every year ends with kind of like a big drop of information, and it's like then it cuts to all right, we're six years later, or whatever it is. Um, and you lose that one. That's like, oh, that's the next episode. And maybe you watch the next episode or, wait, or maybe you wait a week. Um, so it was an interesting experiment. Uh, it's definitely better to watch as a movie though. But, um, if you have TV, it's, it was free to watch. You didn't have to go out and rent it or anything. Um, so that's kind of, kind of neat, but, um, I don't know. It's great. You should watch it anyways. Find a way to watch it. But yeah, it's a fun that movie. Exists. Yeah, that exists. Um, and the next thing I watched, uh, a new movie in theaters that, uh, I was worried wasn't going to get out to like everywhere, but it, it finally did get, uh, to my local theater. It's uh, called Dream Scenario. It's a new, uh, movie from, uh, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's from a foreign director. I think it's his first, uh, English language movie. Um, so I haven't seen anything of his before. Um, but it, it stars Nicolas Cage as a college professor who, uh, the entire world starts seeing him in their dreams. Um, so it starts Weird. slowly of people, of people like, okay, well, I had a dream about you and this happened and nothing happened. Like, okay. And then more people, people who don't even know who he is say, I had this dream about this, you know, weird bald guy. Cause Nicholas Cage is, uh, is bald in this. And I'm like, yeah, no, I had the same dream about a bald guy, but it's my professor. And then it's like, it just keeps snowballing where it's like the entire world now dreams of this guy and he's just, He's a college professor, a professor of biology, and just kind of a, I don't want to say a loser because he's a doctor and he teaches biology, but he's like, you know, mild-mannered, just family guy, doesn't really, uh, you know, fight for Would you call him a family man, Andy? In a way, yes, very much so. Um, <clears throat> but then he becomes famous for no reason that, nothing that he ever did. It just kind of, why, why does the world dream about him? And it just... Kind of how does this guy deal with this new fame and how does the world interact with him? And it's very strange. Nicolas Cage gives a very Nicolas Cage type performance. Just a, a weird guy, a weird voice, does weird things with his body. And it's just like, that's what I want. And I think that's what, that's why you cast Nicolas Cage is he's not going to just give you a straight performance. He's going to, he's going to be a little weird. And it, and it works in a movie like this that is weird and, out there and doesn't have, I mean, it's, it is not like a sci-fi premise of like, and here's, we're going to explain why it's just like, no, it's just a thing. Um, but yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was excellent. Um, a couple of people noticed Michael Sarah was in this for a few scenes. Uh, I thought that was neat. Um, and Tim Meadows, uh, you know, of SNL way back when, um, well, yeah, mostly, uh, yeah, very good from, from a 24, um, if you ever, if you get a chance to see it, don't, don't expect like, uh, a, a plot that makes a hundred percent sense and gives you a satisfying ending. Cause it's one of those types of movies, um, that just, it doesn't do that. But, uh, if you just kind of go along for the ride, I think, it, I think it's really good. Um, and some really, it's not a horror movie, but some really horrifying things happen in the movie. I think I'll, I'll leave it, leave it there. Um, but yeah, you want to go then? Yeah. I, uh, the one I watched was just, uh, I was, uh, last night, like after a, you know, long, longer day than expected of traveling, got home and I was like, all right, I just want to kind of watch something funny. So I was just looking at the comedy section and I uh, threw on a uh, role models, which I, one of those ones that it really is, even if you haven't seen it in a while, it's still so good. And one of those movies also that I don't even think 
you know, like we always talk about this, like movies that like probably just couldn't even happen anymore. And I'm just going to say it, but because it, it was a f- great scene, I honestly forgot or not great scene, a funny scene to me. I don't care. I'll say what I say, but uh, it's Louis C.K. And uh, it's it's funny because we brought him up, like how, you know, Louis C.K. is. And it's like the li- only line he has in this movie. And it's like they're about to tow his car because, you know, they go around as the Minotaurs or whatever, like going around in school and he's all dressed up in the costume and he comes out with uh, Paul Rudd and they're like, oh, no, don't show our car. And Louis C.K. just looks at uh, the, um, Sean William Scott, who's in the Minotaur uniform and says something like, yeah, all he calls him is a furry faggot. <laughs> it's like I completely forgot about it, but it's like. I don't know. I laughed, but then also it's the fact too that it's it's Louis C.K. and it's like you know obviously before he got in trouble, but it's like he was just he always just was who he was. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't even in his lines. He probably just shouted yeah, that out. He loved using that word. Yeah, I, I know. He, he did, I think he did a whole bit on that and in, in the stand-up comedy. But I mean, like in a situation, I mean, I wonder if they let those comedians do they kind of let them just run wild because oh, they are no, so good at improv. Definitely in that movie. That's yeah, that's all improv thing. comedians. Yeah. That was the. Like, I feel like Bill Burr's in a lot of stuff, and I bet. They, I mean, you're almost better off letting them run wild. I mean, that's what their gift is. I mean, some better than others, obviously, but. But yeah, so that was just that movie, and I just, I just enjoy. It. And then obviously, like it's like the like McLovin's in it, and it's just so good. And which honestly, I follow him on Instagram. Didn't realize he's a really good bowler. He posted the other night that he bowled a two sixty four, and he's in a league, and he started off with yeah. nine strikes in a row. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Not too shabby. But yeah. But yeah, that was it for me. So I guess Andy can finish off his last two here. Yeah, so like some pretty good names. I'm excited for one of these. I actually did a double feature um, where I went to see Pulled Dream a double Scenario. Double header, huh? <laughs> I went to see Dream Scenario. As soon as that movie was over, I checked the time and what else was playing. They had Thanksgiving playing at 12:30, and I just went and got a slice of Sal's pizza, and then uh, headed in to watch uh, Thanksgiving. Which I feel like I got it in just in time because like it, if it hits December, you don't want to watch a movie called Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know Sean probably doesn't want to watch you past Thursday. I'm sure. Like, like no, this is this is wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a it's a neat movie, a nice idea. So this is a uh, based on the trailer that uh, Eli Roth made for the Grindhouse movie um, way back when for Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did that double feature movie. Uh, had the trailers in the middle. I don't know if you guys remember that, um, but one of them was Thanksgiving, kind of a parody of Halloween, and. Um, Eli Roth said, I actually always wanted to make this movie. And I made that trailer thinking, no, I'll probably never get a chance. But um, they did take a lot from that trailer and put it into this movie. Uh, but it is kind of a different vibe. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll give you the synopsis here. It's the, the beginning of the movie is set uh, on, I guess, Thanksgiving night. But it's a Black Friday sale. And uh, there's the, the store owner who's decided this, this year he's going to you know open the store at 8 p.m., which you know ruins the Thanksgiving of the working class guy who has to go to the store and then there's the mob of people and it goes horribly wrong and multiple people die at the black Friday. Yeah, that's reality. And then the next, the next year it's Thanksgiving break and uh, people that were involved in that black Friday thing start getting targeted and, and hunted by a masked killer. Um, and this is, all takes place in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Ooh, very good. As I it know is there a better place? last Thanksgiving. So yeah, it is basically, so the trailer um, in the Grindhouse thing makes it seem like kind of a, a really grungy, violent, exploitation type movie. Something like uh, Terrifier, which is, you know, kind of taking that kind of vibe of the, the 60s and 70s, those kind of really low budget horror movies. Um, but this isn't that. It, it does have plenty of violent scenes, but it does play out a lot. Yeah, I know what you did last summer and Scream of just kind of like, okay, who's the killer? We have this group of people. One of us is is the killer, and everyone's just kind of skeptical. It's always oh, it the ex boyfriend. Is it the current boyfriend? Is it this other guy? Is it this? And it's like uh, kind of fun, but I think that mystery is just less good than uh, definitely less good than the original Scream, but probably I think less good than than the modern Screams. Um, so I think it was kind of like a little uneven for me, where it's like doing a couple different things, but not doing either one uh, particularly well. But um, I think it, I think it's definitely watchable and something that uh, will continue uh, to be watched during this holiday because uh, one of the reasons the Eli Ross said he wanted to make is there wasn't a Thanksgiving themed um, yeah, rewatch where, value. Um, so there's, there's always, there's, there's like my bloody Valentine. There's an April fool's day. There's uh, Krampus is a new one, but there's also black Christmas and silent night, deadly night. There's all kinds of holiday themed 
uh, horror movies. There was never a uh, Thanksgiving one, and and now there is. So, yeah, I agree with that. I like that. Yeah, I just I wish it did a little more with that theme. Um, but yeah, it was in Plymouth. That's cool. You got Pilgrims. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, and then the last one I watched here, uh, Napoleon, which I didn't Ooh. know if I was going to end up seeing this week, but I saw it last night. Um, it is a big, a big movie, and it's very well done when it does the big stuff. I would say, and that that's I think the takeaway. It, it was two and a half hours. There's there's rumors that there's a longer cut that's going to come to Apple. Uh, the movie just kind of flies through through things, kind of skips time without really hanging on anything. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there, you could have made a 90-minute version of this movie that just kind of the the battle scenes, and and that would be a, a great watch. So I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed on it. I think it's it's when it gets into the battle stuff, I don't think anyone can do this stuff better. Um, and there's so much of it because it's so many different battles and just the. I think the point of this movie is just how horrible and violent this was. And that's that's really what Napoleon's legacy is, is he continue, continually led people into these battles where people just get massacred. And you're watching the old-style warfare. It's just horrible. It's just lines up of people waiting to get hit with cannons. Yeah. And it's like you don't you don't think about it too much, and then you just watch it for, for an hour of screen time, and it's just over and over. It's just like, this, this is horrible. I don't know why anyone would ever... Be in this other than if I guess if you try to flee the army, they they kill you right away. Yeah, you didn't have a lot of choice, Andy. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> just, gonna go live in my parents' basement. Screw you, Napoleon. I think they just they, they hang you. Yeah. Um, but the the other takeaway from from this movie is that I don't know what Joaquin Phoenix is doing here. I want I wonder what what are his choices versus what Ridley Scott wanted for the character. What did the screenwriter write? Because Napoleon is weird. It, he does not. It is not a movie that is trying to be complimentary of him, which I think was obvious going in that it's like, yeah, he was an important figure in history, but he was still a, a tyrant and everything and did bad things. And, uh, you know, his country punished him for that, of course. But um, he's just a weird guy in this. He doesn't come off as someone like a charismatic leader that, you know, could could rise to power. He's just a kind of a weirdo, like kind of pathetic uh, like they don't even really get on like the short thing, which is I think his, we've been that's been proven kind of wrong. That's the idea. Yeah, I like think he was like was five short. foot six or five foot eight. Yeah, they right? said he was average height for the time, but that's kind of the characterization of him was that he he came he had short guy energy. He was petty and uh, you know, not always logical and kind of angry. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of comes through in this movie. But they don't they don't make it about him being short. He's just he's a regular guy, but. Um, there, and just to, to give you one little illustration of the weirdness of the character, there's a sex scene in this movie that you could take the audio from MacGruber and it would make sense. <laughs> it was it was like this is the MacGruber sex scene. Like what is going on here? <laughs> this guy is weird. Um, yeah, but I think that's I think that's Joaquin Phoenix as well. He just likes being a weird guy. Like well, he's probably like I'm playing a Frenchman. I have to. Yeah, it's gonna come out. He's that. like, no, I was. I was playing Napoleon as the Joker playing Napoleon. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, Joaquin. He's like, I never left the Joker. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, definitely on a technical level, love to see the, the battle scenes. And I think it's it's interesting whether, whether it's 100% historically accurate, which it's not. It still gives you the main details of what happened here and how he rose to power and how it all didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, Ridley Scott addressed the the critic saying, you know, this isn't factually correct. And he was saying, you know, that's the writer's job. He's like, I'm here to entertain people. <laughs> I mean, and it mostly is. It's like you could nitpick things, but it's like, like, uh, it's like there's no evidence he actually shot the pyramids with a cannon. And it's like, OK, yeah, he probably didn't. But he did have a battle in Egypt like that yeah, did happen. Were people there that are here now? No. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just to... I'm gonna have to spoil the movie. Um, Napoleon is dead, so he's not currently living with us. So, oh, Andy, um, that is too why bad. Are people trying to cancel yeah. him too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because he did a lot of bad things. So, yeah. no, I want to see that movie. Um, don't know. I think in November or not November, January time is when it's expected to come to Apple TV at the earliest. I have no idea what their plans are for that stuff. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's one of those things too, where like you don't hit it in the first couple of weeks, 
kind of weird Christmas day when he should be going to see, um, what's the other movie coming out on Christmas, Andy? The big one? Aquaman? No, the actual movie. There's the what's color it? purple? I don't know. No. There's a big movie coming out. Ferrari. Ferrari's a... coming out. Oh, okay, yeah. So you really, you're not going to go see that instead of Ferrari because that's just, it's old. So I don't know. Maybe. I'll probably have to wait till it comes to the TV. There's not all that much coming out. You got like Wonka in two weeks or something, but it's kind of a slow December otherwise. So I think this will stay yeah, in theaters. People's Decembers are busy like mine. Oh, yeah. But it's also a time for people to go to the movies because you got time off. Yeah, but I'm not going to the yeah. cinema in Ireland off-road. Uh, no, but you are. Be, well, you'll be back in like early December still. Yeah, and then I, I leave again. The movies, I used to go to the movies on Christmas Eve like almost every year because you were out of school and stuff and just like, yeah, it'll be fun. You yeah. go at 11 in the morning and see what's there. Yeah, yeah, the time. Like, I think I saw, I think I saw the last Star Wars, I think I saw on Christmas Eve. That would make sense. Remember Star Wars? That was a big, that was a big hit back in the day. Yeah, I saw one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Star Wars. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else to add? No, that is it. All right, well, you've been listening to episode 352 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and join with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you for listening. See you later. <laughs>